best information is not found in taverns or inns, you guys, but inside of CD Dives. Stick around. Today, we're going to delve into how to create a CD Dive for your Dungeons & Dragons stories and campaigns. Hello and welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy. I'm your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your co-host, Brandon. (laughs) We hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure. I'm super excited. Today's topic is going to be so much fun, you guys. Um, So, uh, have you you guys have created inns in taverns, right? Sure. Yeah. Have you ever written out a seedy one? One that's designed specifically for the rogues and the the criminals and 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 because we usually we do like thieves guilds, right? Those are pretty common. More like I use those in the module, but so yes, but no. <laughs> I've never made a CD dive. Well, you guys are missing out because who doesn't want to get more use out of thieves camp or the criminal background or just you know more sketchy shit. <laughs> I'm now flashing back to an Adventure League game where one player freaked out, where he said, Guys, I read that these can't graffiti that says, be- beware of this person. Prison, me. Doesn't that say, beware of the person in charge of security? One person who, who knows these can't want to be aware of that person? Um, <laughs> beware of the cop. Point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to kind of walk through this, we do have uh, the full details on our website at critacademy.com slash blog. You can find uh, the uh, mating uh, show notes. Um, we are going to be using the broken joint as one of our examples. <laughs> it's funny. But, Andrew, I'm not sure if that's what you mean, but he says, time for my Sunday evening bowl of green and D&D show. And I'm pretty sure he's talking about marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds Which like. Which is I'm guessing, amazing. I guess he's not talking about salads. And, that's and you just said broken joint. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So um, I do want to, uh, uh, um, you know, say that, you know, those little things, you know, the the green bowl, you know, the stench, those are little things that can turn your CD dive into a very real place, right? Ah, uh, uh, Roger. If the joint is broken, re-roll it. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to introduce you to the, the, oh, the sure. broken joint. Um, and this is from a Frederick Astley, an adventurer who visited the broken joint. Um, now, you don't have to do these when you're designing yours, but having a third-person writing based on it that you can introduce to your characters when they're going to it for the first time can really set the tone. So, It's my first time encountering the six-legged panther of the Feywild. Pearl claims that if I can win, then my debt will be clear. Shouldn't be too hard. I've defeated zombies, wild beasts, and so much more. How hard could a large cat with tentacles be? Either way, my love, after this battle, you and our children will be safe from the Whistlers. (laughs) (laughs) So, right off the bat... um, I'll tell you where they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Safe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, overall, we, we start off by using this kind of scene setter, right? For the details. Um... And we don't always do that, but could you imagine finding something that like this just on an adventure, right? Just finding something on an adventure that's wrapped in a corpse, 
uh, perhaps the corpse of a corpse of a dungeon adventurer you already are you know running a dungeon and find this so it really sets the tone of this person you don't know the name of the person but you get, do get a name right so what did we learn from this little this one little line that he's going to go battle a displacer beast that he does not know it's a displacer beast because he doesn't call it that right right and I'm sure I didn't write it that way so. That I don't get sued by Wizards of the Coast for using an IP that's tagged for it. <laughs> no, but that's the point, right? The the mountain, the person is going to fight this creature. They don't know what it is. So there's a sense of mystery. There's obviously an arena somewhere. So you're already um, – the fact that it talks about cutting off his debt I think is also critical to making it feel like it's an un – And the threat against the family. Yes. Ooh, I like this. Andrew says, my team has done this. Steve Kant gave us locations, which was a secret entrance, and we met lots of people who lost one or both of their hands from the local <laughs> trap vault, which uh, they, they need to break into soon. Mm. Yes. So um, so we've kind of set the scene. So when you're designing this, you want a good overall – start with a good overall theme, an overall concept. What do you think the overall concept of the broken joint is based on that short little read? Pain. People who run out of pot. <laughs> Pain, okay. People that run out of pot. You say broke a joint, all I can think of is marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about somebody fighting something, right? So there's yep. some sort of underground arena going on, right? Yep. And that's a pretty common common trope, right? Just yeah. Literally like broken joint as in someone's grabbed your arm and a grapple and went <laughs> – and, and there's it. more to it than that, um, but I'm not going to get too much into it. So so first thing you're going to do when designing your overall uh, concept for your CD dive is when designing uh, an interesting CD dive, you first need to include details on its name and what draws people to it and, of course, an interesting owner. Those are the things you want to start off with first, right? So what do you guys if, – um, if following that, what are some uh, th ideas you guys can throw around that you think would fall into those categories? Honestly, the first thing that came to mind for me was a specific mission. We had to kill a creature was what came to mind, not necessarily an arena. But I can mm -hmm. see how you could pull an arena from that without any problems. Yep. Obviously, that was the intention, but mm -hmm. that's not – but that's what shows how other people's minds can go different places too. Yep. What about you? This is making me think it could be a hunting club. Okay. That could be cool. Yeah. That's kind of what – kind of a similar vein. Yep. So – Yeah. The broken joint in this case is a tap room and arena for thugs, soldiers, adventurers, and pretty much anyone interested in testing their metal. Now, because it's an underground establishment, it needs to be running run by somebody scrupulous and in 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 evil, right? Yeah. It's run by Pearl Kettle Whistle, a female halfling. That well, doesn't sound very scrupulous, does it? No, nope. but when he said Pearl Kettle Whistles, like, that sounds like a halfling name. <laughs> well, yeah, it is supposed to be, right? Um, so she's the the creator. So now we've got a theme. We're going with uh, a, an underground arena for training, right? That's what it sounds like. And it also, based on the letter that we wrote, the brief two or three sentences, <sighs> that it also is tied to some sort of debt collection, right? Yep. So either if you can't collect on or pay on your debt, maybe you enter this arena to pay it off for entertainment to raise money, right? Or they break your fingers. Or they break your fingers or <laughs> remove them <laughs> entirely. Um, so uh, now that we've um, kind of set the scene, we've given it an NPC. We haven't fleshed her out, right? We just kind of have a general idea. But um, one of the first things you think of that sets a tavern or inn apart, what, do you, what would you say that is? Safety. Safety? What they serve. Ah, yes, my man. What they serve. Yes. People. <laughs> Think of Demolition Pain. Man. <laughs> what? 
You ever seen Demolition Man? Uh, not in long enough time to remember. Is that the one no. with uh, so, Stallone, right? Uh, Stallone. Then, then there's and the sewer's like, oh yeah, you smell that? And it goes and it gets a burger. It's like, oh, it's so good. It's like that's disgusting. It's like why? You see any cows around here? <laughs> oh, it's like no. what's it made of? And they say rat in Spanish. <laughs> it's like this is rat. This is a rat burger. Tastes pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. So, uh, food and drinks, right? And the more unique you can make them, the better. Uh, for drinks, we chose uh, Frosted Buzzer, a nutty tasting ale with whipped topping from Cormier. So, tied it into a specific location in the Forgotten Realms. That is a really great way to include flavor that can tie back to your characters, right? In this case, it's Cormier, but it could just as easily be something that your one of your characters is familiar with, right? Yep. What are some ideas outside of uh, that you would do for like food? Artisanal uh, cheeses. Ooh, cheese is good. Say, uh, dirty dishwater. <laughs> dirty dishwater. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just the name of a shot. That's it. So, um, well, so rat burger. Rat burger. That <laughs> rat but that stands stick. out, right? When I ran one of our adventures from extra uh, the expeditions, one of my players at the con basically spent all of his money on the item. And he's like, oh, crap. I want to get information at the bar, but I want to buy something to drink, but I have no money. So he rolled Fallen to be Copper, and he ended up buying <laughs> basically some uh, bottom shelf of liquor. And there was one point where he was trying to get information from the, from the bartender, and the bartender went, I don't remember. You might have to refresh my memory, but but I have no money. But I remember he bought the bottom shelf stuff, and I ended up saying, as a bartender, I'll tell you what. If you can drink that, then I will tell you information. <laughs> Challenge. DC 20. Go for it. That is a perfect segue <laughs> into the next thing I want to talk about. Aside from food and um, drinks, yep. illegal drugs is a good one. Um, fantasy, not real, real, right? Um, and that smell should be known, right? Yep. You walk into the, the, the setting, and instantly the smell of ember moss, a very much potent hallucinogen, really just rushes through you. But the other thing is so services. Cool. What are some services that would stand out in a, a very unscrupulous CD dive? Gambling. Gambling? That's a good one. I, I'm sorry. Just, what's this rainbow dust? That's unicorn farts. It's delicious. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm make you see pretty colors. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. <laughs> oh, no. Did you guys ever? Uh, I don't want to get in the segue, but there was a, a scene with the uh, what is the uh, legends of to- legend legends of tomorrow? They were traveling through time or through time and stuff, and they end up finding this unicorn that spears people. It uses a hallucinogenic like vision or dust to make people think it's beautiful and everything and it charges toward them they're ready running towards it and it spears them with their horn <laughs> and then when you see it it's like undead and everything and just disgusting andrew once again says he had a community that showed p- people in serious debt from gambling by magically tattooing their hands if you couldn't conceivably pay off your debt you can remove some or all the debt but the same percent of your debt you're writing off is the same percentage of the tattoo hand that you lose. <laughs> Roger's got one I want to touch on here. Murder contract negotiations is a good one. Of, uh, the beginning so of assassination, Deadpool. got it. Yes, right? Makes me think of the beginning of Deadpool. <laughs> how they have the, the Deadpool yeah, thing. Exactly yeah. like that. Exactly that, that makes it stand out as a CD dive. So you want to do that. Hiring prices of different adventuring, uh, sketchy adventurers, right? Yeah, doesn't yeah. My game the whiskey called Wellfinder that is so strong that a failed con save means that you instantly black out and fi- run for the nearest source of water. Uh, 
that can handle a tree. <laughs> if there's not enough blood on the floor, it's not seedy enough. Um, so, uh, hitmen, <laughs> sex workers, poison enough. crafters is a good one. So, not your your seedy diet doesn't have to have all these things, but picking one or two that makes it special is a really good thing to do what are you buying there's another thing that what really makes uh, 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 a cd dives stand out from like a uh a tavern or in ian mentioned gambling that's pretty common i would say around um the more regular stuff um but we really want to uh enhance the divergence each inn and tavern probably... should always have games challenges or some sort of entertainment right yep so in the broken joint we have orc's eye guess what that is <laughs> it's darts, but with daggers. And instead of it being a bullseye, it's literally a body of an orc or like an orc's head or an entire <laughs> full body thing. And you can then have wow. the characters roll ranged attacks competitively, best two out of three, to see how many points they can give or get. Parby also thinks, how often do they have to replace the orc's head? Followed by, where does the head come from? <laughs> I, I totally was just thinking of a paint, uh, a drawing or a carving, but clearly you imagined a literal uh, orc head yeah, like slammed onto was, the wall. That's what I was thinking. Like it's hanging from its, <laughs> its ponytail or something. Or You're like throwing all the daggers. Yeah. That make it better because the you go down to the end and you whoop, and you start swinging it, swinging it back and forth, making the hard to hit. Literally <laughs> hanging from yeah. a chain. Uh, or could be an orc skull. That's fucked up. Uh, yeah, that's bad. That's brutal. But that's those scary. are the things that would make it very um. <laughs> Very seedy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, pretty seedy. Maybe they got an extra. I challenge you this. What's this? He brings out a tiny halfling and is hanging it for the same thing. This is Thieves' Eye. Uh, he's still moving. It's because I'm alive, you idiots! And he's just swinging there as their people are throwing at him, right? I'm not done yet. <laughs> All right. So the next thing, uh, aside from diversions, in the broken joint, we have uh, Scrap Arena, right? Oh, Delcinia. If you have an orc or a half-orc player, they uh. can be fended with replacing the target. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> so, um... Uh, obviously, diversions is something really important that you want to include in your CD dive that makes it stand out, whether it's the Scrap Arena, which is the one-on-one PvP scenario, Scrapping. or Monster Arena, which is not exactly legal because you're bringing dangerous creatures into the city, right? <laughs> Cockfighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be cockler choice fighting, right? Which is way worse. <laughs> so... um when doing the CD dive, layout becomes pretty important too, right? Sure. You want things the, that really just stand out for the the, the players. Um, so every location needs a layout. Um, CD dives aren't any different really. Um, so something to always consider when doing a, a CD dive is there's lots of secrets. There's exits. There's you know traps. There's things that can protect the things that are of value, right? Definitely. So what are some things that we could do that would really make it stand out to the thieves in the group? People who know thieves can't, for instance. As we kind of touched on earlier to a degree, you can probably make the entrance to the city dive trapped. But you can understand how to bypass the trap if you read thieves can't. But if you do it wrong, well, you might need a new hand. That's a good one. I also uh, – what about you, uh, Brandon? I'm drawing a blank. you got to hang on. <laughs> Just go ahead. Well, I thought you were a good drawer. Run, hamster, run! <laughs> his wheel is... I could see the wheel turning through his eyes, and the thing's like, I need a break. I've been working too hard. Ooh. Okay, so uh, one thing that comes to mind to me, Ian, I think, is on the right track, though I think the trap shouldn't harm the people that enter it. 
I think having a glyph of uh, a glyph of warding that has like a charm spell stored in it, right? So when somebody that walks in that isn't supposed to be there, they get charmed into thinking it's something else. What do you think about that? That's or sneaky. they get charmed into thinking, oh right, I had an appointment and leave. Oh, that's good. So they just turn around and leave and never even come in. Yeah, that's really good. And the thieves can't is how you avoid that. It gives you instructions, right? Right at the entrance, before they even get in. I think that that's a great idea. What's this can't say? Do not touch the doorknob. Knock twice and whistle. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Maybe the doorknob has like one of those little poison needles. They grab it and it pokes them and knocks them unconscious. And then some of the people walk out, oh, Bill, another one grabbed the doorknob. Let's drag them out back. And they just, everyone always wakes up in this little alley and not know whether they're or I was going to say, that's where the meat comes from. Oh, God. <laughs> that's grody. What? Sw- I say like Sweeney yeah. Todd, but hey. <laughs> like it's, <clears throat> I say it's like in a sewer, hide, hiding in the sewer somewhere. Mm-hmm. And people that are not welcome, as they pass through a glyph or some sort of field of magic, mm-hmm. it, that maybe you could do like some sort of a, a perception Mm-hmm. Check with it. Maybe I'll really high DC based on uh, the magic users. But the moment that walk through it, because they're getting so close to the entrance to the the, jo- the joint or broken joint, it flips them physically around, but they don't notice it. So they're heading back in the direction they came. That is so funny you mentioned that, because in the broken joint, Pearl has wasted no efforts enduring, ensuring that her establishment is protected and has spent thousands of golds to place several permanent guards and ward spells. Which basically creates illusions that lead you into walking in circles for hours. So yeah. that is a really good idea. <laughs> Fortunately, I thought of it. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't used the Guards and Wars spell in D&D, you are missing out. There is nothing more fun than putting that shit at the beginning of an entrance for those trying to get out. Because <laughs> then they <laughs> never do. <laughs> Great way to waylay the enemies. So, like, it turns it into, like, a... Uh, you ever uh, played Zelda where you're running through the field and you go – or running through the little uh, forest and you go out into one uh, doorway and – yeah, and then yeah. you end up just keep going in circles if you're not listening to the sound? It it's a lot like that and I think it's really good. <laughs> so what is something else you guys think that uh, would really make uh, entering in this uh, feel seedy? The characters. Not, or not, not the player characters but the uh, NPCs. That are inside. Ooh, that's a good one. Personalities. Because you're probably not going to find a – very many paladins yeah. or clerics or the cons- holy wars. Or so, so I was going to say the constant star being left in the kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you guys are right on track. I think uh, personalities is a big one. Because when we go into taverns or inns, yeah, there's adventurers in the corner. <laughs> but having right. people, you know... Uh, you know, flipping blades that are still coated in fresh blood or, you know, exchanging uh, and buying and selling slaves. Accidentally licking your poison's knife with a threat. <laughs> I shouldn't have licked that. <laughs> Fall to the ground. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, uh, because in my time in the Navy, I spent a lot of time at bars, bar hopping mm-hmm. stuff in Seattle. And having a tab kind of sucks. Sometimes you wish you could just slip away. Uh Open bar tabs with magic runes drawn onto a character that prevents them from leaving the place without paying. Oh, that is excellent. I love it. <laughs> like, a, uh, what is there? Is illusionary writing or illusionary script, maybe? Could be uh, imbued with that and it won't ever go away. So they can hunt you down. Maybe you can still leave, but they'll know where you go. 
<laughs> or the bar tab, like, uh, shapes itself to an origami bird that constantly flies at you. It pecks you in the eyes until you pay the bar tab. Oh, no. Ow, 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 okay, God. <laughs> make it stop. Andrew has a really good point. You know, a very rough-looking doorman would make it look seem a little seedier. But I think the more seedy ones are the ones that are more welcoming. Like, you, mister, why don't you come on in? We have a wonderful challenge inside for you. <laughs> now, she's clearly alluding to... Like the arena, <laughs> but that's the thing you want to suck them in yeah. too. Nothing about the cabaret club from that that one episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> I'm not. I, there's so many episodes of Simpsons, dude. I don't remember <laughs> since that I was one. a kid. Um, so Bart was the doorman for a while. <laughs> get, <laughs> that just get, sounds get, weird. Get, Eat my shorts, get, man. Get, the, the the best part of the episode was when Grandpa Simpson walked in, put his hat in the door, oh, yeah. walked was, in, saw Bart was the doorman, turns around, the puts burle- his hat back out. It was the, the, uh, <laughs> the burlesque house. Yes. Episode. <laughs> um so those are some really good examples uh less seedy a little more creepy but hey you know um so the uh the one thing you want to make sure you do if you don't flesh out any of the other npcs i think making them worn and injured and severely like you know they've been around a while you know because when you go to a tavern or an inn most of the people are local farmers and with here and there you know a a rough and tumble rogue but everyone should really be just off the wall you could start a really good adventure or a hook with that you see a seedy shady looking man sitting at the bar he's sweating and panting you see uh half a cuff on one of his arms and the other half just dangling with a hand in it oh no that's what i'm talking about that's awesome that's so seedy. Like, who's going to walk up? Uh, do you need a hand? <laughs> you know, it makes it stand out. And so um, even if you can't give entire personalities to all the NPCs, fleshing out the owner of the establishment who has a, a invested interest, um, giving them a, a good physical description, a brief history. Um, for uh, Pearl Kettle Whistle, for example, 13 years ago, Pearl was and her adventuring party broke apart a thieving crew planning. Uh, a complex robbery in what is now called the broken joint. She literally stole their hideout and turned it into a place of business. Um, even though she used to be a, a adventurer, right? Yep. I'm now thinking about a coffee shop I went to one time back when I was in Mount Pleasant, where the coffee shop used to be a thrift store, mm-hmm. but then the owner then just cleared the room, put in tables, and left everything else as is. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Um, so the other thing that you need to give your uh, your guild your 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 CD joint CD joint owner is goals and motivations, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is really what's going to drive the CD aspect of the story, right? So for uh, um, Pearl here, she's the owner. Um, she's responsible for all contracts. That come through. So she's seeking to build a more reliable agency than rough and tumble thieves guilds, right? So there's a need there, right? Um, regardless if it's a bounty hunter, assassination, or just bodyguard, she is responsible for overseeing all parties involved in uh, uh, in a uh, construct to uphold the end of their agreement. Ooh, Andrew, if it's not a hidden place, but like openly scummy, but the town can't do a thing about it. They could have dangerously exact mounts tied up out front that aren't typically used by good people. Ooh, I'd like that. Especially That's like undead mounts. That's a nice Is that a raptor? No. <laughs> or like a uh, like a, a nightmare, right? A flaming yeah. horse. Is that, is that a water buffalo? Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. It's on fire. <laughs> so that's a really good example. Um 
So here, um, Pearl's goal is somewhat an organization, right? Hmm. To keep everything honest. The deal may be (laughs) sketchy as hell, but you better uh, abide by their agreement. Otherwise, her whistlers are going to come after you, which are her personal expert mercenary organization. So that is the other part that makes the CD. She runs an entire operation on her. Sure, she's going to make sure that you're following the contract to the letter. And what happens when the players accept a contract and don't follow it? Look, we would be scumbags, but we have rules. <laughs> yes, very <laughs> oh, yeah. much like that. And that's kind of what uh, Pearl is trying to do in this CD dive, right? Yep. If something needs doing, you can find people to do it. And if they don't do it, the whistler is going to come for them. Yep. You might want to pay your debt. And why is that? Do you see these cuts on the, on the bar? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I like that. So the last thing I think that really makes a CD dive a CD dive is a story or a hook that the players can latch on to, right? Mm. So I want to give you hook just ads. Uh, one example. <laughs> uh, a couple of examples. So what do we know about our current CD bar, the Broken Joint, right now? Kind of what what is its 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 purpose besides it, just getting drunk and drugs? Lawful evil. <laughs> okay. Arenas or contracts. Okay. Running uh, running an arena, right? They might even have rules for contracts. Like uh, these specific people are off limits. We can't hunt them down for political purposes or something. So that's more like bodyguards type stuff where, okay, you can hunt people. But if this happens to these people that we have other contracts with, you're you're screwed. (laughs) I like that. We can't kill that guy. Why? Because he owes us money. So, well, if you kill him, he can't pay us back. No, can he? <laughs> that goes to you. Oh, I love that. Assassins who take out other targets that are protected by Pearl and the Whistlers. You uh, you uh, you uh, you take their debt. Could you imagine that? If the players take out an evil person who was under the protection of Pearl and the Whistlers, and, and now that meet the debt, Whistlers. yes, and now that debt has been passed to you, and they are trying to collect. And at first, they approach casually. Hey, I just want you to know, that Baron you took out was under our protection. What do you think as players you're going to say? Well, crap. <laughs> okay, maybe. Do a better job. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. They might some, some might say, I don't care. Too bad. They're bad. They had to die. If you touch them before, give the group a trademark whistle. Ooh. Imagine the reaction players might have if it's only here in the alley before they get shanked. <laughs> I'm very familiar with one of my favorites. Kill Bill. Yeah. I was looking uh, initially the uh, Hunger Games franchise. Oh, that works too. That's where they do the they do the the yeah. the mock mock was it Mockingjay Mockingjay. Yep. So those are really yeah. good. Something I thought about. <laughs> I know I referenced this on the show a while back, but one of my all-time favorite moments, and this could work very well for for this scenario too, is you guys seen John Wick too, right? I haven't seen. I've John only Wick. seen the first one. Oh, dude, it took me way too long to watch that. I, I need to watch them. Okay. No spoilers. Uh, yeah, too bad. Uh, John, John Wick <laughs> kills everybody. Yeah. In the second film, basically, John basically has a bounty put on him by the organization that he was working for. And he got a little cocky at the end, meeting like Winston, the character played by Ian McShane, in a park. 
And his response was, oh, oh yeah, well, it's bothering me, why am I still alive? Then Winston looks over and says, says, now. Then the attendant, he was, pull out his cell phone, says something into it, and suddenly everybody in the park stops and turns towards towards them. <laughs> and he simply says, because I allowed it. That's fantastic. I know. <laughs> That's great. And even Keanu Reeves is like, oh, crap. I'm not stopped. All right, so I want to get back, before we close out here, I want to get back to the uh, – the goals, right? So we talked about the different things they have. So test your metal. Thieves can't hidden around town is a hook that indicates upcoming monster arena battles, <sighs> right? So yeah. when the players are in another tavern or they're just wandering around investigating people, they can do that. Um, that's a hook <laughs> that instantly can bring them in because it lets them uh, not only test their strength in a controlled environment, but it also allows them to gamble a little bit and have a little fun with that. The other thing is got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. Pearl has found herself shorthanded and needs supply for her arena. So she's looking oh. for to contract some people trappers. to find some. Now, what do you? why do you think that seems uh, different and unique? Because you actually want to get, bring in the monster alive to kill them. Yes. So as the DM, you get to have fun trying to play these things escaping. That means checks to break free and attack the characters. Why? Especially if it's a long distance away and they have to travel with this thing, depending on its size. <laughs> but you got to use clever spells like uh, reduce and enlarge and, and stuff, right? Okay. Solimorph. So, what dangerous creatures do you have for me today? We have the squirrel. A squirrel? Do you want we went to catch this thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. We'll answer that question in a minute, Andrew. Uh, the other thing is a contract killer. That just makes the most sense. A contract breaker has skipped town. Pearl is looking for some mercenaries that are interested in locating it the lying coward, and return them back to the broken joint. So once again, you've got somebody that you have to return that's not a just straight-up kill mission. The real question is, is why isn't the Whistlers taking care of it? Are they afraid? Is the person really strong? Or are they so weak and not worth it? Probably not worth it. That's what I said, but that's up to the GM to figure out. Right? Yeah. So what are some, uh, before we close out here, um, what are some last kind of touches you think need to make, you need to add to make your CD dive so different from taverns and inns to really stand out? The guy in question is a former whistler, so he knows all their tricks. <laughs> oh, snap. That is good. That is really good. Oh, and yeah. by the way, I didn't tell you. The arena is designed to train to determine who's strong enough to be a whistler. Which is great. So that also nice. That's also a tool to tie into um the thieves players and make connections, right? Mm-hmm. So very exciting. Um so I do want to answer Andrew's question. He says, Do you think they're different breeds of blink dogs like dog regular dogs? Absolutely yes. not. <laughs> I had one. I've it's had a blink dog. The storm, the storm hound we made was based on the blink dog. The only difference is, is when it appears, it creates a thundering boom that knocks people over. You could do that with fire. You could do that with ice. You could literally just change their elements. So, all right. Do you guys got anything else for this? Anything you want to toss in there in your hat, into the hat, into the arena for one last closeout? Because if not, we'll uh, move on. So to reiterate, you you need a name for the joint. Mm-hmm. You need an overall concept. You need a specialty. You need some diversions for the players, stuff you can do there, if you will. Mm-hmm. You need an overall layout for the stuff that's there, such as the entrance. You need personalities for those who are there. And you need some story hooks for the players to go off of. Yep. 
And the closer you can tie them to the more unscrupulous player characters, the better. Yep. Something that only they would get. So, all right, that'll do it. Before we close out, I just want to say our exotic equipment perks is live, everyone, right now. As of this recording, we are at 63% funded. Um, it's super exciting. Um, it's the best way to enhance your D&D experiences, I promise. So, consider backing it today. We've yeah. made a significant change to our format. Uh, our UTTs now are separate and will be released throughout the week on YouTube and all that jazz. Um, and our podcast will be split into two segments, our main topic and our UTT. We've got, only got a little bit of feedback so far, but it, at first the person said they didn't like it, but now that they really do. So let us know what you guys think. If you enjoy the show and you'd like to support us, visit us at CritAcademy.com. Follow us on social media. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button right now if you're not already, please. If you're not watching on t- YouTube, go to YouTube and hit that subscribe button right now and watch on YouTube. It'll be better. Currently, YouTube is the only platform that is uh, monetarily supporting our show. So yeah. the more people that watch there, the better. Yeah. Isn't it? So uh, anything else? Uh, head on over to uh, Kickstarter. Yeah, please. Just share it. Do everything. Yeah, if you can, if you can't if you don't have the money to to, to buy in. You see this? No. What does that got to do with exotic equipment perks? This is my victory stogie. You're <laughs> he has a victory stogie. <laughs> this, like, that is the fattest thing I've ever seen. It's uh, <laughs> Del Sol. It's a coffee flavored cigar. I've had it once before. Don't fail me. I would like to have it again. <laughs> <laughs> how, been, how long you been sitting on that? About a week. Oh, whatever. Anyways, uh, so yeah, please join us. Uh, join <laughs> us. Uh, share our content, please. I am your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. I'm your co-host, Brandon. Thanks for listening. Keep your blades sharp and spells prepared, heroes. heroes.